Hi everybody and welcome to Conversations Over Coffee with Dee and Tony. And we're doing it outside today under our pagoda because today's really a nice day. It is a very pleasant day and we wouldn't have done it outside yesterday. No, nah, too hot yesterday. Too it's 35 degrees. For those internationally that are listening to us, 35 degrees is pretty warm. 37 is 100 in the old term. So you can uh, just equate whatever you need to to that. But it was hot. Yeah, <laughs> it was hot. So we stayed inside. We did. But today's different. Today is quite cool, isn't it, at the moment? It's only 22, 23, I think. So. Can I just comment how on how odd this spring has been and this summer? Comment away. <laughs> I don't have any figures, but just going on my experience, it feels like it's been a very cool spring and as if it's going to be a coolish summer at the moment. I think we're supposed, think to, have a hot, supposed to be a hot summer, isn't it? Here? There's certainly a hot summer up north. It's always a hot summer here. Oh, it wasn't last year, though. It wasn't last year, even though it was a hot summer in Perth, and we usually get our weather from across from the west. Yeah, well, that's the reason why that's <laughs> not happening anymore. But uh, anyway, anyway enough pleasant today. Enough about enough the weather. About the weather. Sure people don't want to know what the weather is like. That's small talk, here, isn't it? Except it's, uh, it's a very pleasant and cool day, which is really nice, and we hope that it stays that way. And we wanted to, talk, to kick off today. Uh, I don't know if any of you have watched the Megan and Harry documentary on Netflix um, but there's been a lot of chatter on Twitter and Facebook I guess if no one knows Facebook all that much to be quite frank but there certainly has been a lot of conversation around uh, the, the Megan and Harry's docu-series which I'm just going to come straight out and say that I'm in love with Megan. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. Is it Megan or Megan? Uh, either way. Does it matter? I don't care. Everybody <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. Associate that name with Harry. I guess you know who you're talking about. So. If, you, if you say Miss Mark, Markles, it's awfully close to Miss Marple. Miss Marple. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's a good point. Maybe maybe the people who don't like her now would approve if she was a bit more Miss Marple-ish. Yeah, yeah but I, I really have enjoyed. So I've watched two and a half of the series um, and... I think that uh, they've done a fabulous job. Of course, it's produced by Netflix, but I'm sure they've had some input in terms of providing the videos and the photographs and all the stuff that they've done over the years. And uh, I think they're a fabulous couple, and I just have no tolerance whatsoever for those bastards who choose to uh, pull her and Harry down. So have you noticed that that's happening? Because if you recall, there was a lot of that going on when they were back in England for the Queen's funeral. Mm. I was about to say wedding, but that's a bit wrong, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's kind of it's kind of the opposite to a wedding. Oh, no, it's the opposite to a birth, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when they were back home, so to speak, home for Harry, uh, there was a lot of criticism of Meghan Markle then. Mm. Is she still Meghan Markle and not Meghan Winsor? No, this is David. I think, I think she's... But she gets referred to as Meghan Markle, so okay. assuming that she stayed the same, and whether she's changed her name or not, I don't know. I'm, I'm just up to the wedding section. Well, course. they don't usually talk in terms of surnames anyway when it comes to the Windsors. They're just... His, Royal, his or her Royal Highness. The important thing is the title. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah, so well, inspired by you or because of your comments, I probably wasn't going to watch the watch the docu series, but and I have seen a bit of, and I try to ignore the Meghan Markle stuff because I just disagree with it. Because you know, as people say, most people have never met the woman, so what are they commenting on anyway? And 
So I had a look at the first episode today and I, you know, I thought it was a nice love story. Yeah, that's we, the way I saw it too. I just thought it was just a genuine uh, you know, couple of young people who fell in love and they have an extraordinary, they have, they're surrounded by extraordinary circumstances basically. I guess they've had the temerity to do a couple of things and one is to come out and protest against any racism that they've experienced or that Megan's experienced and that's been talked about for a number of years uh, now and I guess it wouldn't surprise any of us here that racism happens in England and specifically in the royal family, it's probably not all of them but in a country where we know racism happens, we know it's going to be happening over there. And Lord, they exported racism all over the world, didn't they, the Brits? <laughs> they not only exported from it, they made lots and lots of money, money. out of it as, yeah, out yeah. as well. So I have no reason to disbelieve her at all. And so that's one thing. The other thing I think they've had the temerity to do is leave the royal family well not leave the family yet no but they're not doing their royal duties or whatever well they have been doing whatever that means duties, but uh less and less i think i haven't got to that point yet but okay um i'm sure that um as the series progresses i think there's six in this five or six yes i think six. the next three are being released this coming week yeah so uh yeah, and i think there's the the thing i've enjoyed too about it is that there's been some explanation around things like the slave trade, um, things like imperialism of the UK, um, and they've, they've explored the media in particular and the impact the media have had on this relationship and the way we perceive them and how the media is structured according to UK, not policy, but procedures, I guess, and how certain newspapers have uh, allocated journalists who are these royal watchers who are specialised in looking up whatever dirt they can find on the royals and how they've gone about achieving that. Um, and I guess it's the way the, the Windsors have been targeted and the importance it is to the media to gather as many nasty stories as they can so that they can improve their publication and their influence over over the Windsors. So, um, is, it, it, uh, is it influence over the Windsors or are they just coldly looking to make money out of them? I think that's a bit of both. I think they're, they're looking to shape the way the monarchy is perceived and they certainly do a good job of that and also to make it as sensational as they can. Well, Megan Markle is an outsider too. She's also not just um, a, a black woman. She's also a commoner, I suppose, isn't she? <laughs> Very much. And, that, and it's okay in fairy stories for commoners to marry princes, but in actual life that seems very difficult for the women who come in from the outside. Yeah, Although we do have a Tasmanian woman who's married to a royal somewhere in the world. Denmark or somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I guess you're disappointed that you never did. <laughs> Well, that would tense. That would test me around my ideas about the royalty, wouldn't it? Oh, would it ever! My God, you'd be a Meghan Markle, Meghan Markle plus five. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's it's interesting though because if I think about it, they wouldn't have the attention. So, one of the criticisms is that Meghan and Harry are going to make loads of money out of this documentary. 
And part of me goes, well, good luck to them. They're at least earning their own money, whereas do the royal family earn their own money or do they just take from the taxpayer? Are they just welfare bludgers? Well, they, they, well, they are. The, um, so they get millions of pounds per year from just being the royals, not to mention the upkeep of all the royal properties plus their 400, 300, 400 staff they have, you know. Um, so, yeah, but that, I guess the British will argue that they are an institution which attracts millions and millions of pounds into the country each year. So they're kind of like a well-framed statue that uh, everybody comes to goggle at. Well, it's like going to the zoo, except you don't get to see them. <laughs> the Mona Lisa or something like that, I don't know. Um, so do they serve any real function? Uh, probably not. They did talk a lot about um, there's a royal foundation that they have that's been set up for William and Harry um, to, to run, which is about um, bringing about some sort of change within the community. I don't know what sort of change it is, but it was interesting that Megan spoke at that and she mentioned uh, the Me Too movement, in which time the media picked it all up and said, you know, you can't talk about that stuff because the issue is about protocol. So what is it that you can and can't talk about? And Megan comes out and talks about things that she doesn't realise aren't supposed to be talked about. And she, you know, she wears clothes that she's not supposed to be wearing. You're not supposed to wear clothes that clash with the Queen or whatever, you know. I mean, what gaudy outfit did the Queen wear anyway? Why would you want to, why would you even think you could possibly have clashed with her? And there's a whole lot of these hidden protocols that uh, Megan didn't know about. And uh, obviously the media did. And uh, wherever she slipped up, they were in there to dig in the daggers. It's interesting, isn't it? Because usually we find out about social norms by transgressing, transgressing them. Yeah, and, and clearly she found out about the family norms by transgressing them as, as well. So, but there wasn't a lot of forgiveness for her or a lot of tolerance for the fact that why would she know? <laughs> yeah, and... And uh, yeah, the fact is that she wasn't she wasn't known of royal lineage at all. And is there uh, any slave lineage? Uh, well, they haven't explored that, but that's an interesting item. The other thing that came out of it that I thought was quite interesting was uh, her. Um, so her father's her father had a previous relationship in which and people can watch this to figure it out for themselves. Don't need me to tell you, but it was about the relationship between her, I guess, that, that is the, the stepmom, I guess she is basically, um, and Megan and the, um, the, the stepmother's daughter, who is estranged from the mother, and the stepmother's daughter, who, was, who became very close to Megan in latter years, uh, wasn't invited to the wedding because she hadn't invited his step stepmom. So um, so there's a lot of sort of interesting little intrigues about that what family you too. <laughs> yeah, and how that Yeah it is. But that and, wouldn't normally make the press. And how they've tried to the stepmum's tried to monetize it by writing a book and oh, all this terrible <laughs> shit she's spoken about. Megan who me, who who she only met Megan once or twice or something. I mean, you know, uh, had no relationship with her whatsoever. She was so far removed. 
uh, yet seems to know that there is all that there is to know about me, the market. So. Well, that's very interesting. That sounds very American to me. Take an opportunity and make money out of it. Well, I guess she's encouraged to by the press. The yeah, press totally. contacting her and how the press wanted them and uh, followed them around and. And she even went to the, the British police at some point and said, look, they're harassing me. You know, in America, you're not allowed to do this sort of stuff. And if uh, and the police said, well, there's not much we can do about it. Until such time as I think there was a death threat against her. And then the police decided to step in and they improved her security arrangements. So, yeah, interesting, interesting to watch. I've enjoyed it. I'm in love with her, in love with Harry as well, just to let everybody know that I'm bi. Um, and that... Uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's a good show and I just encourage people to watch it with an open mind. Do you think if you were more of a royalist, and I know you're not as a staunch Republican perhaps as I am, but if, do you think if you were more of a royalist that would change your mind? Um, well, it depends on whether I have these unconscious biases, I guess. And, uh, and I guess if you're a royalist, maybe you do. Um, but Jesus, I'm not, and you know I don't know whether I'm too far to the left in regard to the Republican Party. Or sorry, Republicanism is what you are. Um, but I certainly, well, I advocate for a republic. I think a republic would be a great idea. Okay. So yeah, oh, is that news to you? Misunderstood, Jerry. And what part of it did you misunderstand about me no longer wanting to be a part of an empire like the UK or Britain? I don't want to be a part of the British Empire. No, I don't want to be a part of the British Empire. And I think we should break away from them and not have a governor and all that sort of... And you don't want a King Charles. I don't want, I don't want anything to do with freaking King Charles. Jesus Christ, this is an embarrassment on his own. Well, I must admit, David Hurley is a bit of an embarrassment. One of the stories that's been doing the rounds on Twitter, and I, I brought myself to click on one link and that was listened to part of it, but was that wherever his... I want to say Liz Hurley, but that's not her name. But it does start with an Earl. Do you know the Governor General's wife's name? Uh, no. Okay. No, I have trouble even with the Governor General's name. <laughs> well, that's David Hurley. David Hurley. David Hurley's wife apparently sings in front of people. Oh, like I saw it was a video. On that. <laughs> that, uh, so some Pacific Islanders or something. There was a, a gathering and she sang. I don't know whether it was she sang God Save the Queen or she sang. I don't know what to say. Somebody else. The little bit I listened to, I, I wasn't really going to buy into it, so I'm, I feel a bit embarrassed. I that thought I it was a bit embarrassing. Two. Well, it was a bit, that's what I think. I think they're all a bit embarrassing because David Hurley is a bit of embarrassing because he signed off for me on all those ministries, although everybody insists he did the right thing. But there was another story about him wanting this future leaders program and wanting $18 million for it and nothing had been set up and it was all just buddy-buddies. And, and he was just going to be given the money. Go. He was just going to be given the, the money. money. Yeah, yeah. It was all a very dodgy, that story. So I think it's time for the Governor-General to go in. Yes, couldn't agree more. And maybe we should bring in Megan as the Governor-General of Australia. Well, no, because she's an American citizen, so that's not going to sit well with me at all. <laughs> yeah, I wonder whether she has to give up her American citizenship to be a UK royal. That's, an interesting, that's an interesting question. Yeah. Perhaps give her a ring and ask her what the... Oh, look, uh, I'm, I'm... Can't she have jewel? I'm sorry, but now I'm expecting a phone call from her any day. I'm sure she's got plenty of fans, but we were fans in a way long before all of this blew up because we'd watched 
the US law show or legal Suit. series called Suit. Yeah. And she plays a lawyer in that. Yeah. It's been so long since I've watched show, I don't remember. Yep, yep. And she, uh, uh, and some of her lines are really about Megan too, um, about the roles that women play in high-powered positions and that sort of stuff. And she's a, an advocate for, she calls herself a feminist, and she's an advocate for improving the rights of women in the workplace. And that often came out in suits as well. And there was a black woman who ran that business, that law firm. Eventually. Was, uh, yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. So everybody, watch, watch the... We should <laughs> watch go back the, and have a look at suits. We should, we should. What's well, the other thing we want to talk about? We today? could stay in we could stay in England at the moment because there's a bit of chatter of over there about abolishing or redesigning the House of Lords. And you would probably know way more about the House of Lords than me, but I just picked it up on the radar because there's been a lot of criticism because every time a Prime Minister goes, and that's been fairly frequently recently, they have they bestow honours on people and then sometimes that means there's a peerage created or somebody appointed to the House of Lords. And you can be in the House of Lords although you're not part of the aristocracy, so you could be appointed to the House of Lords. But they have something like 782 members at the moment. Yeah, you know more than I do because you Googled it, didn't you? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Well, I've been listening to a couple of scenarios for abolishing it or reforming it. And in ones that, so if we set that up, so they've got the House of Lords with 782 people. We looked it up. I think we've got 78 senators yeah. in our. 76, I think it was. Whatever. It's around that number. They have around 10 times as many people. Now, they're not on salary like our senators are. They can, can get some, if they pop in and make an appearance, they can get an allowance for that. allowance. <laughs> How would you fit so many if they all turned up at once? Turn up at once. Yeah. I don't understand the point of it, having that many people there. But the criticism from at least one person is that it's not representative of the wider community, as our Senate is supposed to be. Even though we might argue they're not, how can, they're it, not how can it be? They're not elected, so they can't be. They're, no, they're not representative. So one person has suggested that they should appoint people, as we do, like in a jury, sort of random selection of people uh, to serve for five years. And who would those people be? Just random people from the community. How can they be random? Do you just pull the names out of a? Get chosen for a jury. You have to be on the electoral roll to start with. So that's not random in itself, is it? Because you have well, to. Well, there's a randomness. Because <laughs> you'd have to. Oh, well, I guess you have to be on a letter roll, which means that you're a citizen. So. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So you could have a lucky deal, a lotto, to be in the House of Lords. They wouldn't have to. They couldn't call it the House of Lords. They'd have to call it the. They'd have to call it something the else. House so of Hell, wouldn't they? The uh, sort of ancient um, aristocracy, isn't it? And the, the class system in England that we in some ways inherit in Australia and in some ways resist as well. And I guess the way in which we set up our own parliament is to resist some of that inherited privilege. Yeah, well, it is a privileged position given that you have to be either a lord or a peerage or be nominated in some... And sometimes that can be because of your service to community. That's why you get appointed yeah, to yeah. So, and your other point about the House of Lords is what? Oh, I think it should go. Oh, right. I, I, you know, I'm an Australian. I'm, 
not really entitled to comment, am I? Well, we can comment about the public and the relevance of the monarchy to us and all that sort of stuff. So, But know a bit more about the history of how we designed things because from what you say, we've got a mixture of the Westminster system. Well, we are. We actually are the Westminster system. In terms but of we don't have a House of Lords. No, we have an upper house, though. So yes. look at it, upper house, lower house, and the upper house is a, a replica, a better replica of the US Senate. So we've done a better job, perhaps, of redesigning. I was saying to you earlier, I think that the people that wrote our constitution, I won't use the word founding fathers, because some other countries have already taken that, and they see them as some little godlike, oh, a bunch of old bastards who sat around a table and decided on what our constitution should look like, I guess. Um, but they have actually designed the Senate in a way which is far more representative of the community than would the Senate be in the United States, primarily because they have first-past-the-post representation, we have proportional representation, and as we well know, that means that lower party or other minor parties can at least have some sort of representation there. So, you know, and then, you know, the voice is going to offer another layer to that, I think, as well, which will make our parliament appear to be far more inclusive than it is even right at this moment. So, what do, what does belonging to the, what does having the king as head of our state offer to us then if we've taken their system, implemented, improved on it, we see it as an improvement on it. What would, what's the point? There's none. There That's the point, isn't it? It is for me. That the, that the oh, general is completely irrelevant if you can replace it with somebody else. You need someone who signs off who, it's, well at the moment well, it's not it's just all, it's all a sense. Yes. So you just need someone at the top who can rubber stamp uh, what the parliament or the legislation the parliament uh, provides, I guess. So that's that's the the key to that position is someone who will do any need someone who who can say um, who in rare circumstances can kick out a government as so they should have probably done with the Morrison government. Yeah, well, as as they did with the with the Liberal when government back in 70, 1974. They got rid of um, the Malcolm, what's his name, uh, and they brought in Whitlam. That was that was the time, the only time that uh, they, the the governors actually had any <coughs> real power. I thought it was Whitlam who was disposed of by the Governor General. Oh, sorry, wrong way around. Oh, yeah, I apologise. Should I edit that from this? Yeah, I think so. I think it was 1965 and it was the Labor government. It was, it was it 1974. Was 1975. Pretty five. sure it was 1975. Oh, we'll have to Google that. Someone will <laughs> tell <laughs> 1975 and I'm pretty sure... That's right, well, they got rid of the, the Whitlam government. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, the, the, all of those papers were hidden away until fairly recently and they've only just been explored to show the extent of involvement by Prince Philip, oh, no, sorry, Prince Charles, um, in that decision-making as well. He would have had, what would Prince Charles have had to oh, do with that? must have been, sorry? Prince Charles wouldn't have had anything to do with it. He'd been far too young. He would have only been... Somebody had something to say about it anyway. must have been Liz. Yeah, probably. Um, but anyway, so to have someone at that top, the pinnacle, I guess, is uh, damn important. Um, but 
You know, it could be any, it could be anybody. It, you know, it could be and who who, you know, who do we nominate for that? Uh, I don't think we should be elected individuals. I think we should be nominated by both by all parties to the House, the, the so House and the Senate. Model. Yeah, the House and the Senate should nominate should nominate somebody for that position. I'm a bit in favour of one suggestion is an Aboriginal elder. I'm rather in favour of that actually. All right. Okay. Why not? Mm. Come from the voice. Yeah. So the person who's in shares the voice yep. could have that role. There's a novel idea. I wonder what the rest of the world thinks about that. The rest of the world probably doesn't care, but there'll be many Australians not in favour. This, <laughs> this is true. We've been to see... True with racism here as well. Do we really? Yeah. And when did that come about? A good thing, though, because... So most of our conversation is sort of international today because the other thing that's happened is news from Indonesia that if we go to Indonesia on holiday we can't poke fun at their institutions or their president or whoever is running the place because we would risk being imprisoned. Or what? Commenting. Just commenting about comment, just negative, negative. In a negative way. If, if we were to, you know, curtsy and bow and top off our hats would be fine but if we were to be critical in any way which I guess would be rude if you're going to a visiting somewhere yeah I know but if you got on the social media and you said something nasty about them you have to be in Bali at the time does that mean you're likely to get arrested if someone looks up the social media account probably and you can't have you can't have sexual relationships apparently either we can't fine. We're married, so so we can still go to Indonesia and not get into too much trouble. And as I understand, but that is the that is the rule. It's going to take three years, as I understand it, to come in. But they are going to ban. They're going to go back to what 1950s and earlier than that, where you can't have sex before marriage, can't have adulterous sex. Well, I need to correct you there. You can have sex before marriage. <laughs> it's just that you might like you're likely to get locked up for it. With, if you get found out, I just wonder how they find out. Well, you know, like, who dobs who in? A lot of creepy people. <laughs> just really interested in people's sex lives, aren't they? Yeah, which yeah, I find very creepy. But you can't dob. You know, like you can't be a partner that objects to suddenly has an issue with your partner and says, "Look, I'm going to object. I'm going to. I want this guy tossed in jail because we had sex. You'd have Cause to because you'd, you'd have to be. You'd be thrown in jail as well because you were a participant in having sex." So. <laughs> It breaks both ways. If it was adultery, then that reminds me of the old days before the note of fault divorce where people would hire yeah. um, private eyes to go around, private investigators to go around and see what their partners were up to so they could catch them out on something. Well, they still do that, I think. Oh, do they? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, it's not a thing of the past. Well, you yeah, know, you want dirt on the other person, I guess you've got to find it. Um, well, pe- well, people I follow on Twitter would not do well in Indonesia. There's no, no so, so maybe we'll have to reconsider going to Bali. Yes, I think so. You know, just in case we do say something we shouldn't say, which is not unlike us, and uh, we'll avoid it, like the plague. And the other point was? The other point was... I hope people are still with us by this time that we're trying to... Possibly not. Did you want to comment on Donald Trump and the Trump organisation being found guilty? Oh, yeah, Trump organisation was just found uh, guilty of fraud on uh, some 17, 17 occasions. I might be corrected on that. But on every one of the um, allegations made against them, they were found guilty. But 
Um, none of it was about an individual being uh, charged. Um, so, so the corporation themselves have to pay, I think the maximum fee was $1.7 million or something, which is bugger all to any organisation of their size. Um, petty cash, really. So what it has meant, though, is that I think my personal and well-informed view is that it's about a test case to see whether they could get a guilty verdict on all the same charges that they could level personally at Donald Trump if they took it to uh, took him to court for his criminal charges. So, um, and we they have a, a special counsel now that is looking into all of the Trump issues uh, and particularly the payments to uh, Stormy Daniels. So, uh, and whether or not he's responsible for any of that fraud, which he is. And we'll wait and see what uh, what happens. And if I said that about a president in Indonesia, I think I would be locked be, up. Yeah, you'd yeah. be in a lot of trouble. So. Yeah, I would be. So thank God for the freedom of the press and for YouTube or for, you know, Spotify or wherever this will be broadcast because we don't give a damn. <laughs> it doesn't matter to us. But I think it's really interesting. I'll tell you one thing that does interest me about the United States is that as messed up, I was going to use the F word there, but as messed up as they are, at some point, they seem to work it out. You know, it's like um, their elections and, you know, Trumpism and the impact that Trumpism has in the US. Uh, and, you know, the midterms, it wasn't as catastrophic. In fact, as it turned out, the Senate in the US has gained one extra seat as a result of that election. So the Democrats didn't lose anything there, even though they've lost a few seats, but not very many in the House of Reps. So uh, the Americans seem to be able to, at some level, work out who they are. But then the thing that does disturb me is about the minority, so that one-third of Republicans who are just friggin' crazy, the how they can influence the decisions that some of the other politicians make on the Republican side because they're afraid that if they, if they start saying the things that they think and say in private about Donald Trump, then they'll lose part of that base. So they're still trying to court a particular cohort of Americans. Yeah, yeah, and they're working really hard at that. But a lot of them now, I think, are starting to realise that he's toxic for the party. I mean, you know, he, he, lost, the, he lost the election in 2018. He's lost uh, the midterms. Um, you know, he's, he's bad for the party. Whoever he recommends uh, as a candidate, uh, most of the time they've got heaps and heaps of faults. So he's lousy at choosing the best people, as he would like to refer to them as. Um, and I think eventually the, the American public will get tired of... I think the American public will do things. They'll either get tired of him or, or he will just die. And I can't understand why he keeps being, you know, every time I watch a flipping video, it's always about Trump. And I think it was about time a media network decided I'm never going to report on Trump again. Let's just let that go. Let's, let's report on policy, what's happening politically, what's happening around race and other issues within the United States. But he, Kanye West, and this friggin' moron called Fuate, um, you know, the, the racist dude, you know, they get all the press. And then, you know, what do you have to do? You know, we've just got a, Sp a Spotify, you know, anchor podcast we do, and no one seems to take any numbers. 
<laughs> because we're not royalty in business or in some. Well, we're just nobodies. That's the point, isn't yeah, it? Really, we're just people. here. We are sitting out under our pergola in front of a table, having a chat to each other, and no one gives a rat's ass. So why are we doing this again? I've yeah, forgotten. It's a good question. It's a good question. So my final thing, and, and maybe it's relevant to that Trump case, is around an idea that I came across watching a television show series that was Scottish and it was ended up in court and it ended up with a verdict of not proven. And I remember looking that up and I was so curious. We usually just have guilty and not guilty as our verdicts, but there was this third option that the Scottish have, and it seems to be unique to Scotland as well. And I understand that there's some move underfoot to get rid of that, so there is just a, a guilty or not guilty. And I wonder what it would be like if there was a not proven in that case of Trump. <laughs> what do you mean, if she's not? Well, it means that there's insufficient evidence to decide guilty or not guilty. Well, isn't That's it, is really that a jury? Does, yeah, but it makes you wonder, does the jury decide that there's insufficient evidence? Or, or is, is that, that the judge get, deciding they that? They can't get enough jurors to give a, a majority decision. It's a good question, and I don't know the answer to that. And I think it's a Well, can you come better prepared to this? It's a moot point anyway, because it's on its way out. I was just curious, because I'd never, ever heard of a third option to guilty and not guilty. Yeah, I know, but uh, I guess basically a jury will decide... Um, they could decide that there's insu- they could, well, could be insufficient hun- could be jury. evidence. Well, they could also... Isn't it, which is the basic... It's not the, not the same thing, or is it the language that they use to describe... But if it's a third option, then your, a jury's option is to say guilty or not guilty. If there's a third option of not proven, they can choose that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why it's so... Insufficient evidence to say either way is yeah. really is the point of but the not But surely proven. a hung jury is basically saying the same thing. That's true. Yeah. So maybe we do do the same thing. But what do, do we do way. with a hung jury? Well, we either dismiss the case or we re- have a, normally, I think, have a retrial. So yes, whereas that's not the case in Scotland. So, so it'd be done if with. If it's a not and proven, it's with. not proven, yeah. So it'd be a... So, so does that mean if you were... If you weren't proven not guilty and you, it's, a, it's a not proven, you kind of get a cloud over your head for the rest of your well, life? Well, we have a system in our, in our courts which is without prejudice. So uh, a decision can be made. So a whole lot of information could be given to the court uh, about a person or about whatever's their, whatever the allegations are. And uh, a judge can rule that, that uh, they're giving a decision in the favour of somebody or whatever it is the decision is um, without prejudice. So they, that means they can't hold and if there's a lawyer ever watching this, listen to this, will probably correct me. But my understanding is that that means that whatever information was provided cannot be used again against this person. So it's without prejudice. So they would, in other words, if there was another trial or whatever, they can't drag up whatever was in the previous trial 
uh, and use that against the, the person who's accused. They're still quite different to not proven, though, because that's not a retrial. You're saying if we had a hung jury, we'd have a retrial. No, but I'm just thinking it's the closest thing, perhaps, the closest to think thing that to it. It's just a... Yeah. Yeah, it's an old... It, yeah, I just noticed it because I'd never heard of it before, but apparently it's on its way out anyway. Yeah, well, it's not here in Australia, so who gives a shit? Okay. <laughs> you do, obviously. You do. I can find it a curiosity. Any bird stories? No bird stories. No bird stories. No bird stories this week. The birds are quiet. Oh, well, that's sad. That's sad. Well, the humans reporting about birds. I guess the closest I've got to a bird story is that we're the extinction capital of the Oh, world. yeah. That was sad to hear. To brag about. That was sad to hear. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we know... We know that a lot of people don't want to come to this country either because we're a dangerous place to live in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were watching a show just recently where the, the, the refer- two reverends were eaten by crocodiles. Yes. <laughs> the other one was bit by a tiger. Taipan. Taipan. No, yeah, yeah. And they're very clear about taipans that are in remote areas. So if you do get bitten, then you're unlikely to survive because you might not get to medical help in time. That's right. So if you're going to get bitten by a typhoon, get bitten next to a medical centre. Or be with somebody who knows what to do. Yeah, yeah. Suck the, suck the blood out. That's what you do, I think. So anyway, so that was an interesting discussion, though, around all those points. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for under the pergola. That was good. All right. Fantastic. So see thanks. You. thanks see you next week. Yeah, yes. Well, we won't see them, they, but people could listen to us next week. I, but you're not being pedantic. Never. 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 <laughs> <laughs> she, she might know that as a character trait. <laughs> so thanks, everybody, for being with, with us. Take care. Look after yourselves. And more importantly, be safe. <laughs>